Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Positive Proof Podcast. I am your host, Parmas Najmi, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one on self-improvement, mindset, and wellness, go ahead and hit that follow button to join the family. I was listening to a podcast the other day and the host was describing what their current setup at the time looked like. And so I thought to myself, that would be such a good idea for positive proof, just kind of setting the scene before each episode. So you guys can get a feel of where I am, where I'm recording from and just help you visualize it all. I was on live the other day and one of the girls in my live had mentioned that it was nice to put a face to my name. And I guess it was the first time hearing that someone had discovered this podcast through the suggested menu rather than my TikTok, which is what I usually assume people come from since I have such a larger platform on there. But it was super nice hearing that. I'd I'd love to hear where you guys are listening from and how you found the podcast. So definitely let me know in my Instagram DMs. But back to the whole setting the scene, I definitely want to make this a thing before we get into each episode and let me know your thoughts as well if you like it or not, but it's currently a Tuesday afternoon here in Toronto. I'm all cozied up recording from my home desk today. Um, I usually record from my home desk, but the weather is absolutely gorgeous. The sun is shining. It honestly feels and smells like spring and it's only February, so we're getting spoiled out here in the East Coast and it's all the vibes I need for that serotonin boost. I have my matcha latte in front of me. And if you follow me on other socials, you know I am the matcha queen. So I love that for me. But let's get into today's episode. If you are on a similar journey to become the best version of yourself, then you've probably come to the conclusion that one of the stepping stones in bettering yourself is to set boundaries, cut off people that don't serve you, and to put yourself first. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today. I don't think a lot of people realize how important setting boundaries are because if it came naturally, then we would all be setting those boundaries and respecting our boundaries and we would have a much more clear cut vision as to what to do in our everyday lives, how to navigate our life's journey, what to do what's best for us, when to do what's best for us, and what opportunities to pass up on. All of these things require boundary setting. And it's something we either learn to do through experience or something you seek out to learn, just like you've clicked on this episode today. And in simple terms, boundaries are just a way to define what you're comfortable with what you can tolerate, and your limits, whether it's in your relationships with others or personal life. And it could be emotional, it could be spiritual, or it could even be physical. It is that very fine and clear-cut line of what you expect in terms of behaviors from the people that enter your life. This can be with coworkers, it could be with close friends, acquaintances, family, a significant other, and really whoever in your life that you have some sort of relationship with. With your significant other, for example, this could look like discussing what you feel comfortable with when it comes to physical intimacy. Or at work, it could look like discussing the level of workload you're willing to take on and specifically whether or not you're comfortable taking on certain tasks outside of your job description. 
With friends, it could look like discussing what you enjoy doing together and how often you'd want to spend time together. It's really going to look different for everyone, and it's especially going to look different for each relationship that you have in your life. Setting boundaries for yourself is so, so important. It is essentially a form of self-care because you are defining what you believe you deserve. And when you actively respect those boundaries, my goodness, your confidence is going to skyrocket. The level of respect you receive will skyrocket. Your self-esteem will skyrocket. The boundaries are like the foundation you need to set out in order for you to navigate through friendships and important relationships in your life. On the contrary, a lack of boundaries can lead you to feeling anxious, overwhelmed, stressed, which of course no one needs any more of that. Our lives are already crazy enough. I get enough stress. I get enough anxiety. I don't need any more of it. And there are numerous ways you can figure out whether or not you lack boundaries. And one of the most common ways is to Reflect on if you find yourself saying yes to people when you really would have rather said no. Because if so, not only are you a people pleaser, I am too, it's okay, but it also means you're lacking boundaries in your life. And that can lead to being taken advantage of, unfortunately. And listen, when you're young, you don't know about these things. I really don't blame anyone for getting to a point where they find they are constantly people pleasing and their lives are all over the place. No one is taught this type of stuff in school. We learn about all the black and white stuff that can so easily be self-taught, yet all of life's most important skills are never touched on, even once in school. So it is our responsibility to teach ourselves. And I've certainly learned the hard way, but that's just how it is, and we got to work with that. The thing is, as we get older, the boundaries that we learn to set become much more defined and we become much more aware of them as a result of, you know, finding ourselves and getting to know ourselves better, what we appreciate and what we don't appreciate. And we learn these things through relationship building. All the relationships that you've had in your lifetime since you were a baby have shaped your current self to the point of, you know, now knowing what type of relationship that you want to maintain in your life now all the heartbreaks I've been through, all the friendship breakups I've been through. I look back at them now and realize, well, okay, that didn't work out because this was a major deal breaker for me. So now that I know this, my next relationship or friendship, I need to ask questions that will reveal whether or not this person will also show signs of deal breakers that I have. And so I can kind of narrow down much sooner if that relationship or friendship will work out. For example, one thing I absolutely cannot stand that is a huge deal breaker for me is if you're close-minded. If you cannot tolerate any other opinion, view, belief, etc., and look at that as a negative thing to amplify those differences and let it dictate our friendship, you're not the person to exist in my life. I don't want that type of friendship and it's just a lesson learned from my previous friendships That is something that has become a boundary of mine. And as soon as someone oversteps that boundary, they are immediately cut. 
No ifs, buts, or ands. It's not being harsh. It's just putting myself first. And that's how boundaries should be. They need to be clear cut enough so that you are so aware of them that you notice right away the signs of anyone getting near that fine line that you've defined for yourself. Now, I did mention before in one of my episodes that you shouldn't take things personally in order to save friendships in your life and just personal suffering in general, but I just want to briefly tell you the difference between respecting your own boundaries versus saving friendships by learning not to take offense from certain things that people do, which might lead you to cutting them off. When I say to not take things personally, I am talking about the little things that people do that might offend you and might make you think like, wait, is this a sign that they don't respect me or love me? And to this, I say, you need to remember that not everybody was raised the same. Not everyone has the same mannerisms. Not everyone has the same way of showing love. Not everyone has the same childhood experiences. And so this will impact the way that they carry their relationship with you. And the important thing to look for when you notice these differences that may lead you to taking offense is to search for their intent. What is their intentions when doing the things that offend you? Is there a repeating pattern across their other behaviors? Do they show you love and respect in other ways? This will ultimately help you understand whether or not the things they do that offend you are ill-intended. And if they are, then of course, yes, you should definitely proceed to cutting them off. But if you find that their intentions say otherwise, chances are that you might find that thing offensive and they don't. It's just the way they are and just the way that they do things. They do things differently and, and that's fine. If it bothers you that much, you can definitely talk to them about it or you can let it go and accept them the way they are. One thing that really gets under my skin, this is my biggest pet peeve, but it's when people show up late to things and I know a lot of people aren't punctual in life and I'm a very punctual person for the most part and so when others aren't, it really bugs me. And it makes me feel like they don't respect my time. And a few of my friends are terrible at showing up on time to things. And although my younger self would have taken it personally, I have learned to accept that not everyone prioritizes being on time to everything. And I don't say that in a way where it's like, I'm better than you. No, I have so many things I don't prioritize that is probably someone else's pet peeve. It's just that we place that importance on different things. So... In a situation like this, anytime I do meet with those friends, I make sure to remind them to be on time. And sometimes I even trick them. Friends, if you're listening to this, please cover your ears. But I will actually tell my friends that a reservation is for 30 minutes before the actual reservation time so that when they do show up late, they're actually showing up on time. This is just a tiny trick that makes it a win-win situation. But yeah, this is the very small example of not taking things personally to the point of cutting off a perfectly stable and healthy friendship and just finding ways to make it work, even though it's something that may bug you. Some things you just have to find ways to make it work, whether it's through communication, tricks like mine, or just any other way to save a friendship that really doesn't need to be cut off because of a minor difference. Now, let's say one of your friends or even more than one of your friends does something that's overstepping a boundary you have. You can still remain unbothered and not take it personally. But in this case, I would tell you to take action by cutting them off. 
And when I say cut them off, I don't necessarily mean make it a dramatic fallout like you see in the movies. No, too many people turn this into an episode of Mean Girls where you throw a fit and act like they're not good enough to be in your life. And listen, we're all adults here who can handle a situation like this in a very calm and respectful manner. So what you can do instead is just respectfully either distance yourself from them slowly or talk to them and let them know, just as you'd break up with a partner, that the friendship between you and them is just simply not working out. It's okay to let go of friendships that you've outgrown. It's okay that friendships don't work out. This doesn't mean that you're a difficult person to be around or that you don't get along with others and vice versa. It just means that you carefully pick and choose the people you want to keep in your life. And I see that as a sign of putting yourself first. I see that as a sign of growth. I see that as a sign of adulting. I see that as a sign of living a quality life. And one thing you need to realize about friendships is that most of them come and go as a result of the life stage you're in. Yes, there are the one or two or even handful of friends that can be lifetime friends and even feel like family, but the majority of your friends will come and go. When you graduate university and start working, your friends from university start to fade and your friends from work start to grow. When you have kids, your friends without kids start to fade and those that are also mothers start to grow. And this is all normal. It's totally fine and it's still healthy. There's nothing wrong. It's simply because we connect with people more who are in similar life stages. This also doesn't mean you have to cut off friends that are not in the same life stage as you, but it just means you might not spend as much time with them and pour your energy into other friendships that start to provide you with deeper connections instead. Now, boundaries exist for a reason because we have needs that need to be met. And if we're constantly neglecting those needs, then we are constantly going to be living for others versus ourselves. This can impact your physical and mental well-being to the point where you can no longer be of any service to the people around you. I always say to everyone in my life, and especially my mother, because she loves to put others before herself, as I'm sure a lot of mothers do, but I always tell her to take care of yourself first, and then you can look after everyone else. Once you've put yourself first, then you know your emotional, physical, and mental well-being are in a strong enough state for you to start pouring your time and energy into others. Same thing with parenting. I would want my mom to focus on her marriage before anything so that their relationship is so strong and healthy that they can parent in a much more effective way. When both parents are happy, they radiate that happiness onto their children. And same concept can be applied to friendships. In order for you to be a good friend, you need to put yourself first. And if it's your friends that are impacting your well-being, then you need to step in and save yourself. Let's say you've got a group of friends that constantly overstep your boundaries and you keep quiet and don't say anything. You're gonna lose your confidence. You're gonna start feeling like you have to keep pleasing them. You're gonna feel miserable. You're gonna feel exhausted. And then who's gonna help you out of that? When you've reached a point so low where your well-being is so compromised because you've neglected your own needs, no one's going to come and save you. So before letting it get to that point, 
you need to put yourself first by establishing boundaries, recognizing where your needs are not being met and taking action as a result. Now, if you're wondering how you can set boundaries and what this actually looks like, bear with me, I'll tell you how. I want you to think back in your life to all the times you've experienced heartbreak, disappointment, disrespect, and really any other negative emotion that was a result of a certain behavior from someone in your life. Was what they did a mistake? Was what they did part of a repeating pattern? Was what they did so bad that you can't get past it or look at them the same? Because the answer to these questions will help you identify whether or not that thing can be part of a boundary you hold for future friendships or relationships. The answer to those questions will also help you identify whether or not you choose to give the people in your life second chances when overstepping boundaries. People you have a hard time saying no to could also be a great example of where you lack boundaries because that entails you are afraid of saying no for whatever reason, but ask yourself, what is it that makes you afraid of saying no? Is it because you think that they'll judge you or that they'll be upset with you? Do they, do they make you nervous? Whatever it is, have a pre-programmed response so that you can buy yourself time and think about what you'd like to truthfully say. So that if your friend asks for so that if your friend asks you for a favor that oversteps a boundary of yours, or even if you don't have a boundary in place, if they ask you for a favor that you're not comfortable with, you can say, I'll let you know. This way you don't have to agree to something that you're not comfortable with in the moment and then go on to regret it later. The more you do this, the more easy it'll become to implement responses that align with your boundaries because you will gain that confidence of saying what you really mean. Now, one thing you need to keep in mind is that boundary setting has a lot to do with how you feel. And in order to set boundaries, you need to be in tune with your body and how it responds to other people's behaviors. I used to be terrible at really understanding how I feel. Like I could tell whether or not my emotions were negative or positive, but if someone were to ask me, how are you? I'd quite literally say, I don't know. I could never pinpoint what it was that I was feeling and this drove me absolutely crazy because this also meant I couldn't come up with any solutions to feeling better. And on top of it all, it would rub off onto my boyfriend and he also wouldn't know how to approach me. It almost felt like I was bipolar in a way, but of course that's an exaggeration. And I just felt all over the place. And because I wasn't addressing my feelings, I would react unexpectedly to different things. So as you'd guess, it took a lot of practice for me to be able to just really slow down and feel what I feel, really feel to understand the emotions that were running through me. The more I'd neglect how I feel and say, no, I'm okay, there's nothing wrong. The more it would confuse me as to how I was feeling. But the more I stopped resisting, the more I was able to understand, okay, I feel like this because of this. And so I was able to come up with solutions for how I feel. This is all part of being a self-reflective person. And the more you reflect, the more you understand about yourself, and thus the more you are self-aware. 
This will be incredibly useful for when you need to figure out what boundaries to set for what areas of your life and which relationships you have. Also, the more solid that your boundaries are, the less you'll find yourself cutting people off because you will establish what's acceptable and what's not acceptable very early on in your relationships, thus making it almost like a filtration process where before that relationship gets serious, the other person is aware of how to treat you. For example, if you've got your solid boundaries in place, you're not going to even continue a friendship past week one of getting to know them if you've communicated those same boundaries to them and they fail to respect it. You know well enough in that case to walk away so that it doesn't reach a point where you're so far into the friendship that you need to quote unquote, cut them off. Now, I know I usually talk about the weekly topics in a more organized, list-oriented way, but there were a lot of points I wanted to touch on today that were linked with each other, so let me know your thoughts on this kind of free flow episode. But to recap, I want you to get in tune with yourself in terms of your feelings and pinpoint a set of boundaries, whether it's emotional, it's physical, or spiritual, and make sure to do so for every relationship in your life. Then you need to make sure you respect those boundaries by taking action when necessary. So if anyone were to cross any lines, you know to walk away and put yourself first. I want you to remain unbothered at any point where boundaries are crossed by not taking anything personally. And finally, I want you to accept the fact that people's perceptions of how to behave in a relationship are different as a result of how they grew up. This will help you empathize with them and take less offense to what they do that might hurt you. But that is a wrap. I do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please leave a review. Your feedback seriously means so much to me. The more people that this podcast reaches, the bigger the positive impact we make. So I would absolutely love it if you could do that for me. Also, if you guys have any recommendations as to what you'd like me to talk about in future episodes, definitely let me know because I am 100% open to recording what you guys want to hear. And if you don't know yet, I do monthly giveaways where a random person will be selected from those of you who do leave a review. The written reviews can be done over on Apple Podcasts and the ratings can be done on Spotify. Just send me a screenshot once you've done so and you'll be eligible to win. The winner will be announced on upcoming episodes. And if you want an extra entry into the giveaway, make sure to share this podcast or episode via socials and tag me at Parmesnadme, which is my main page, and at Positive Proof Podcast on Instagram. To everyone else, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you so, so much. And I can't wait to chat with you again in next week's episode. Lots of love. Parmas.